This week's Nerdables, we give you our Iron Man 3 reviews, and we start the discussion on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the television series. Welcome to Nerdables, the only podcast with that chewy, chocolatey, nerdy center. I'm Rich, the poor man's Tony Stark Rain. Joining me are Chris, stop calling me happy, Hogan Kohler, and Travis, hashtag War Machine Rocks, with a Z, Jones. This week we're talking Iron Man 3. We're going to finally give you our reviews, but if you haven't seen it, this is your final warning. Turn back now. This episode contains a lot of spoilers, and we don't want to ruin it for you. So go watch the movie, then come back and listen to our review. Chris, since you were the last one of us to see the film, we'll let you go first. What would you think? I think I'm the last person on Earth that saw Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man 3 was a good film, not a great film. I enjoyed it better than 2. I thought it was written better than 2, but I thought the last third of it was kind of a chaotic mess. Um thought the final scene was kind of all over the place. Uh, if you're going to bring in all of this cool extremist armor. stuff? No, not the extremist stuff, the but armor. just the fact they bring in all the armors. Oh, you mean the 500 armors that he comes yeah. flying in? and then yeah. you don't really get to see them. It's like, so hey, it's, look, that might be Hulkbuster. Yeah, everything's everything's shot from far away, and it's mostly just streaks of light. Yep. Stuff all over Flashes the place. Of metal. It also takes away the idea of the, that one-on-one battle. It just never felt like Tony was in much danger. So it just, for me, it was kind of all over the place. Like I said, not horrendously bad, but I did have uh, reservations. Not reservations. It just, the last third of it wasn't my favorite. Well, was it you that said it felt like it was a toy commercial? No, everyone else said it felt like a toy commercial. But my response to that is those are the toys that aren't out. Those are all the toys that were released during the Iron Man 2 stuff. So right. if you if you like the... The machine that's running and holds up the the pillar or whatever Igor. to keep it. Well, yeah, I have that, but I bought it at Ross like two years ago, so exactly. you can't go get it. But I don't think it was much of a toy commercial as it was, hey, this is cool. Check this out. We're going to have all this different armor up here, but then they don't really use it to any effect. And you don't see the different types of armor. I mean, if you're going to have a, a sunburst armor and an ice armor and a deep drill armor and all the Phantom stuff that you had the armor toys. armor and a stealth armor. And they and didn't do whole... anything with it. It's, yeah. all, it yeah. it's all one armor. You could have had... 43 versions of the Mark 43 armor, and they would have done the same exact thing. Well, so well then that's the blow them all I up thought... at the end, so you will never get to see them. Yeah, the, he, he, he hit the kill switch on every single one of them, but, I mean, he's Tony Stark. He's going to go right back to his tool shed and start sure. building more of them. I got that's the, the point thing. of blowing them up to kind of bring it all back down to just a single person. It's you and I. It's you just and the me. Ma- it's, it's the man that's in the Iron Man. There you go. The whole point of them being drones and, and all of that, and that he's removing that function from his life that he's going to take a little more control over it yeah i got that to a certain degree but again it just seemed like a waste of wouldn't it have been nice to at least have one shot of all of them in the hall of armor and so you get to see the different ones no i don't necessarily need that i don't need to see them stationary i'm with chris and the fact that you know you have Rody and tony sitting there going like all right backups your corner right. take care of the backup for me and he presses a button he goes yeah i got it and all i mean for me in the theater, when all the armors start flying in and they're lining up in a circle hovering around, I was 
geeking out as hard as I could because sure. I was like, oh, it's this, a, it's a this great is hero be shot. Sick. It's a great. This I mean, gonna be sick. when the Avengers first come together, that that hero shot, the, that the, the camera around, yeah, around that still is gives just, me goosebumps. Oh my god! A year later, the and, trick is I'm always angry. Crack! I mean, come well, on. Well, that just right. that shot. If, if 15 viewings in a year later, that shot still gives me goosebumps. Yes, but the armor that shows up, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then you don't see that. And you, you see, and that's the problem. You see a hero shot of maybe one or two armors and the few that he wears but yeah there's nothing to distinguish well, them whatsoever it would be like the armor he built in the cave is the same exact armor that he fights ironmonger in which is the same exact armor that he fights whiplash in which is the same exact armor he uses at the end of iron man 3 it might as well be in this case because all those armors do exact same thing they fly right. they punch they blow up that's right. it yep, they shoot yeah, there's yeah. nothing. There's there was nothing, nothing different. I mean, we, I mean, we got the one cut. You start of the getting one... a little bit of rockets and stuff like you know when you yeah, see them in there's Avengers the one that and things like that. dismantles into like six pieces and they all fire and they're their own homing punching. That's cool, but this is the problem. You drop in forty, what, 10, 20, 30, 40 Iron Man suits, right? And Jarvis, let's go. It's it's party time. Anything with extremists attack. Well, see, that was into... the other problem, was that a lot of times when there was an explosion or something, you couldn't tell if it was an extremist soldier blowing up or if it was a piece of Who's armor it? blowing up. It's just a bunch of streaks. And even, yeah, that's it. Even when Tony would jump into the armor, you never got a real clear shot at most of that armor that he was jumping into. It felt no, rushed it was move, to move, me. move, move, move. It was, it was, it, it felt was like the climax of the film. Yeah. It was the climax of the film, and they said, okay, we're going to load 40 armors into this. We've got to resolve... Uh, Tony and Pepper. Right. So we, we have Tony and Pepper to resolve right now. Boy. We have Tony and uh, and Guy Pierce to resolve right now. Right. We've got Rhodey and Tony to resolve well, right now. At this point, Rhodey was save, out of there. we got to save the president. Right. Uh, and we've got to resolve the extremist thing somehow. And it's all got to come together with 40 extra Iron Man suits, uh, all these extremist soldiers, and uh, Mr. Black's love for blowing up giant tankers at the L.A. Sure. Harbor. See, that's where, it, for me, I thought, the, especially the ending was shot horribly. And that, to me, is the director. It just is not shot well. The there pacing not, of it was off. It's not even pacing. There's not great shots. It's standard shots. There's nothing new. There's nothing really different. It's crazy and kind of frenzied, but it almost seems like it's crazy and frenzied just to be crazy and frenzied. It's not, to me shot well or controlled well and i don't know if part of that is because it may be rushed towards the end to try and finish it because every like everything's dark you can't really see anything the extremist right. soldiers have no real they don't have any like real power base other than yeah they can regenerate but if you shoot them through the heart they're dead or if you you know you knock the head off they're dead. so what's the big deal yeah if you, they can if they you can explode really, themselves right. so if, if right. an extremist shoulder jumps on an iron man armor and blows up great that's one for one. That that's right. not going to help you. Exactly, uh, and they they were trying to pack a lot of, you know, closings and epilogues. Oh yeah, there was right a at the end there. There was a lot they were trying to close out. There was potential for a lot of cool all at once, but because I guess they didn't have enough time, or uh, whether we'll see a director's cut or whatever the case may be. You know, the other thing is is how much did he have to account for CGI since every single armor is going to be CGI. Right. Right, the only how armor that wasn't was the 42. Exactly. So how much does he have to account for this CGI work? How much does he have to say okay, I have to have static shots to have the CGI guys fly this stuff through 
Does he know how to deal with that? How well does the DP know how to deal with that? The director of photography that's controlling all the cameras. Right. And it's it's kind of that three-headed monster of the CGI team, you know, Black and the DP all working together in a smooth group. But a stronger director happen. to me says, I'm going to shoot it and you figure it out. Christopher Nolan does everything he can in physical effects, whatever he yes, can. Yes, he does. I'm going to shoot it and you figure it out. Right. I want to shoot a hospital exploding. Oh, well, we might. No, no, no. I'm going to shoot the hospital exploding. You figure it out. It's the same thing. If, if, if you're a strong at the end, I'm going to take the shots that I want to shoot and you guys figure out how to do it. I'm going to shoot it, and then you guys come in and figure out how you're going to make the armor look cool when I'm doing some crazy shot, you know, one way or the yeah. other. I mean, yeah. the end of Iron Man 2, I, I kind of that same thing where I said it's all over the place, but going back and looking at it versus Iron Man 3, it the the fight with the drones makes a, it looks so much better Oh yeah. than the fight with all the, the Iron Man. Well, armor. there's also a lot of ebbs and flows with the, even with that one where everything wasn't just coming at you at one time in Iron Man 2. With this one, you know, it once the Iron Man armor shows up, you have very little downtime. There's a couple times when, you know, Tony goes in to get Piper or Pepper, Piper, goes in to get Pepper or he he has a fight with Killian, but that you know, it's just those quick little moments are just little tiny moments where you have, you know, the armor coming at you or even when Tony's jumping into the armor, it's all just coming at you so fast that there's no time to catch up with it. That's why I looked at my wife and I said, I would hate to see this in 3D. This would have been so horrible to try to watch because there's so much stuff happening. It kind of reminds me of uh, some of the Transformer films. And when they start having the Transformers fight, like all the robots fighting each other, it's, I remember the, the first film, it was like, it looked like mangled messes of metal fighting mangled messes of metal. And you couldn't, I couldn't decipher. I think in the first film, it worked. I mean, I thought it, it did visually like, looked really well. I, I think well. it was, was it the second one or It the was third the second one? one where they tried to add a lot more elements, so a lot much more transformers. metal on metal and chrome on chrome. I was literally like, I don't know which one's fighting what right now. Yeah. Like, it's just rolling around metal at yeah. this point. Well, yeah, there's just no, there's no definition at the end. You yeah. Know, there's no, there isn't, the defining moment to me with Pepper defeating uh, Killian. Killian, major spoilers, <laughs> how right. did you figure out how to do it? There's nothing in it. There's there's no point in the movie in which something that's explained that says, well, when you receive the extremist virus or, or upgrade or whatever you want to call it, all of a sudden you know how to be like a ninja master. No. You can do parkour and you can jump in the air and kick something into his heart and have him explode or whatever the hell it was. Well, even right. if you remember the you first... You how memorable it was. I don't even remember exactly what the hell she did. The beginning of it, when Tony throws the armor on her, when Malibu's being destroyed... She tries to use the repulsor in the hand. She doesn't know what's going on. And doesn't on. know how to. And then all of a sudden, at the end of this, she hits him. She hits Killian with the, with the pipe. You know, big spoiler, yeah. But then all of a sudden, knows how to use the repulsor to slam him against the wall. Right. You know, it's Again, just, just... it's just pieces that, that don't... It was pieces written that really well until alone, that point. And pieces that alone you know one off seem really cool but when you mash it together it but even worse is that there's when you see it and you say that there's a way to solve that there's a way to write it to solve it and they didn't do it that's where it's lazy my complaint about iron man 2 when tony's on the racetrack firing uh, fighting whiplash firing whiplash 
fighting Whiplash. Right. Mm-hmm. And Happy and uh, uh, Pepper have to bring the briefcase out. Right. Why does Pepper have to bring the briefcase out? She there is no to. reason. There is no reason she Happy has to Happy is the only guy who has to be there. Exactly. Right. Well, earlier in the but earlier shots they, show on. him with it. If they had written something where she's the only one that can open it or it's coded to her, it's stuck to her it's hand, her it can't DNA. come out, then it's a very simple fix to give you what you wanted. If you start with, well, we need Pepper on the racetrack because we want there to be more danger for the girl. How do we get her out there? Well, she's got to bring the briefcase. Well, why does she have to bring the briefcase? Because it's, it's coded, coded to her. her. It's not coded to Happy. Yeah. Her. But they didn't write any of that. No. Nope. All they wrote is, Pepper brings out the briefcase, and you're sitting there going, are you the stupidest person on the earth? Right. You're supposed to be the vice president of a major company, and you're just thinking, I'm going to run out to a racetrack where this guy has blown up a bunch of cars. He's beating the hell out of my boyfriend. And I'm just going to drive out there and just throw him the briefcase, and I'll be done with it. But that was And kind why of would Happy even let her go in the first place? If Happy's job is to protect her and so on and so forth, would not he just turn around and say, give me the briefcase, I'll go out there. No, you can't just give me the damn briefcase and I'm going. But they didn't write any of that. Right. It's it just. No, I guess the insinuation was that it's my boyfriend, I've got to go out there. But it doesn't matter. That doesn't well, make sense. It's like what you were saying in this one where, you know, they could have had a, had a nice little explanation how Tony all of a sudden knew how to, you know, run fight and do everything outside of the iron man suit you know there were a couple moments where you know as you said chris you said that you know they should have had it where they mentioned that cap you know kind of was training with him or working with him you know when there's yeah a- it was an easy solve to that question if you're sitting there watching him in in the aim compound or kill the killian's compound or whatever you want to call it um when you're watching him fight and you kind of sit there and say i've never seen him do that before he can use guns he, now. Yeah, he can, he, you know, he knows how to fight. He knows how to kind of jump around all these other places and using rails. And he knows how to use guns. It's an easy fix to just have him stop and say, man, am I glad I've been training, training with Steve well, or even, something like that, where it's just a nod to how does how did he learn how to do this? And rather than having the audience make the assumption, yeah, which fill was, the gap, yeah, right. which is what I was doing. I was saying, OK, you know, they, they they've said ever since New York. Right. And they've said there's been so much going on. Right. And he, you know, knowing he's the billionaire philanthropist right. genius and everything. I'm like, OK, well, me as a smart, you know, a, a smart viewer, I'm going to be able to sit there and go like, all right, I'll put two and two together. Right. Dude knows what he's been doing. Dude isn't sitting at home just, you know, whacking it all day long. He's he's out there working. He's out there trying. He's out there. Well, he has a lot of stuff. assets to him. But for me, as a comic book reader, that's. Tony Stark in the comic books learned hand-to-hand combat from Steve Rogers. Right. Steve Rogers taught him in Avengers Mansion week after week after week how to fight. And to me, I can sit there and say, oh, that must have been what happened. But the the lay person, quote-unquote, audience may have that spot where they just stop and go, wait a minute. Where did he learn how to how fight? Does he have where such yeah. good martial arts And now? it just takes one line. To me, it's just lazy to well, not you, and throw they had, that in there. They had the perfect spot for it. When Tony and Rhodey are up on the crane... And they're shooting out the light, you know, and Tony yeah, shoots shoot a light. Yeah, they could have easily, easily put in, you know, Tony blows out the light. Rhodey says, where'd you learn that? He could have easily said it right there and there and been gone right on with the story. Wouldn't have had to do anything more. Well, they could have done it. New in, like I said, in, in the compound, I thought was the place to do it. When the, when the last guy just says, you know, these people are weird. I hate working here. And he runs away. And he takes off. Yeah. And he has that that stopping moment like, OK, what's next? He just has to say it there. And then you can call back to it at the end when Rhodey's able to shoot the light and Tony isn't. And Tony he just stops and a... says, Steve doesn't use guns anymore. Right. You know, or something right. along those lines, although he does in Avengers. He does anyway. in Avengers. So, whatever. But, well, but, but this is after could, Avengers. But so you could, could literally have him have that pause and be like, 
Got to send a gift basket to Steve. Yeah. He can have a, a Tony moment and a little quip. You can yep. have a one-liner sitting there. Speaking of Rhodey. Okay. There's been a lot of talk lately that everybody feels that he is still the sidekick. He hasn't. He didn't even come into his own as a superhero. Very much so. He plays second fiddle to totally. Tony. I, and I, it would have been nice to see Rhodey be a little bit more of a superhero. He yeah. does save the president, but other than that, he, he does, doesn't do anything. He saves the president. Flies off with the president. He flies well, but I, he's doing he's the what one he's supposed that to. He, he's, he's the one that swings over and gets right. the president. You grab the president, out. you get him the hell out of here. You you get the you get the golden ticket, get it out of here so it's safe. But it's it's but it, all of his heroism was done in you know insinuation or just in heroism. Yes, thank you. Um, you know, it, it was basically well, Tony's off. You know, tinkering. Rhodey's been the one that's been saving the day. I would have it'd been nice if they actually showed him in the armor going into a hot spot and solving the problem himself. But then Instead, why are you seeing Iron Man? But he's, so, he's, why he's, aren't you he seeing is the a, movie called War Machine? Yeah, he's but a But it would have been nice just to, as a comic book fan to see that moment where Rhodey is actually able to do anything. Because if you look at it, most of the time Rhodey's doing anything in this, he's he's just reacting to the situation. He's not trying to solve, you know, help solve anything. He solves getting the president. He, he sure as hell solves that. Uh, you're looking at Tony Stark. So you can save the leader of the free world, or you can save the chick that runs your company. I'm going to go save the chick that runs my company. The, the guy who's the Tony soldier the says, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and save the guy who runs the, who entire runs planet. the United States yeah. of America. Yeah, and so and, it's and also he does what all good sidekicks do. Exactly, and, and right, but it, that's just it. He was being a sidekick. He that's his not, role, though. But that, that's it. I mean, what do you expect out of Rhodey otherwise? I mean, well, what, what I mean, do you, you make both of them the, the hero? Then what's the point? I mean, you, you've already had him in War Machine at the end of Iron Man Two, be able to help him fight off Whiplash. So right. he's got a role. I mean, in that. Very uh, if, another example. Very recently, somebody was coming to, coming out with breakdowns of FaceTime. There's been all the talks recently about all the actors trying to negotiate for uh, Avengers sure. 2. And there's questions about holdouts and whether actors will be back right. and whether characters will ever be back again. That's fine. Somebody came out recently and started breaking really? down the actual. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was just. Uh, no, I just uh, meant the came out part. Oh. Oh, uh, that's to be heard later. Um, <laughs> But they somebody came out with a breakdown of the time breakdown of appearance on screen for each character. Right. And I mean, yes, we for know Avengers? there's for Avengers for the actual heroes that were on screen, the our main Avengers heroes. Sam Jackson's like number one, right? No, he's no, not. No, I'd not say that one. Black Widow was. Uh, Tony, was he? Yep. yep. And uh, I think it, I I'm gonna have to look it up again. But from what I remember, it was Tony, then Cap, and then uh, it it filters out from there. But it was extremely interesting because, you know, you could make the same argument. Well, the Avengers, there are—I know we have sub-heroes within the Avengers. Hawkeye isn't looked upon as important as Thor or Captain America, or, you know, Iron Man. <laughs> it always brings back to the joke. <laughs> My best friend, when the first Avengers commercial comes out, and there's Nick Fury's line, you know, like we need more firepower, we need more guns, and he's like, the next shot is a dude with a bow and a chick with a couple of pistols. In a movie where a god with a hammer that can break the world in half is in it. it, it, it but you're we right. See, when, we you're, see when you're looking at Tony show, Stark yeah. versus what Black Widow can do, right. it's different. If Tony Stark's facing the Ironmonger, he's going to be able to right. try and lift him into space or whatever. The Black Widow's just going to look at him and go, how do I get this open so I can shoot him in the face? There were a couple moments in Iron Man 3 where I saw Rhodey do some stuff that Tony couldn't do. Right. He was 
hot. He was. He, it when they remember were he saved an entire uh, sweatshop exactly okay. all by himself. He, so took, he, he took care of that. <laughs> here, here's the breakdown. No, but of seriously, how long hold on, on hold on. But seriously, one second here because you know, Rody. You know, Rhodey had moments out of suit, not in armor, where he was doing some cool stuff, jumping over walls, oh, no, I, jumping I, I over like that. shooting people, all that kind of stuff. So he had his highlights. In Iron Man 2, they have that one fight where they're in the Japanese right. garden, and they are toe-to-toe, side-by-side, just annihilating everything around them. Right. So he's had moments to shine, but at the same time, Rhodey, Hawkeye, you know, Black Widow are not going to get the screen time that a, a Tony Stark or a Hulk's going to get. Sure. That's just the way it is. So... We are just talking about the breakdown of, of Avengers. Hawkeye was on screen for 12 minutes, 44 seconds. Thor was on screen for twi- uh, 25 minutes, 52 seconds. Bruce Banner was on screen for 28 minutes, 3 seconds. Black Widow was 33, uh, 33 minutes, 35 seconds. Iron Man was 37 and 1 second. And Captain America was 37 minutes and 42 seconds. Yep, so there Cap you go. Cap got most. Yeah, by by thirty seconds, but but, but at still. the end of the day, but at the end of the day, it right. doesn't matter. It well, doesn't. and and everybody was saying that Iron uh, that Avengers was very Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Yeah, you but know, he you was know the what? center point. Every time I see that movie, it's very diplomatic, and I, I uh, everybody has moments to shine. Right. So everybody back to, has moments to back shine. to Iron Man. So three. go back to Iron Man three. I think Rhodey had moments to shine, but it's Iron Man. I, I agree with Chris. It's Iron Man's film. It's not. It's not sure. War Machine's film. But there is talk that maybe he'll show up as War Machine in Avengers two or something else. You know, and hey. he is obviously you know in the comic books a member of the Avengers. And it, it's nice. It would have been nice to see. I feel for me, I would have liked to have seen him be just a little bit more. Hey, I love Don Cheadle. I'll take anytime they want to throw Don Cheadle as War Machine back in the films. I'll take it. Yeah. So you weren't upset with the switch. You're not a big Terrence Howard fan. I thought Terrence Howard was great, but they're two different actors or two different styles. Really, they're two different actors. They're, but I'm <laughs> the saying powers of observation for are you. Are uncanny. <laughs> hey, that guy looks different. I swear he I swear was somebody to God, else. That's a different person. So are you saying you like the different styles that they have? Well, I think Don Cheadle or Darren, Terrence Howard drives me crazy. Oh, okay. I no, love, no, I, I love Don I thought, I, I like I thought Terrence better. Howard was great in the first film. As Rhodey. As Rhodey. I thought they had great moments together. I want them I to go the back and CGI Don Cheadle into the first film oh, just to oh make it consistent. <laughs> well, now that's that Lucasfilm awesome is owned by Disney and so is Marvel, they could possibly. You don't want to see Don Cheadle in the plane with all the strippers. Oh, th- yeah. see, see, I would wonder what go. Don Cheadle would do with that scene. Exactly. I would, I would, yes, I would very much wonder. You I love both him, of them. Just let him act on a green screen. So, do you think Terrence Howard is a better roadie than Don Cheadle? No. Okay. Did I take too long? Yeah, there was. A Did I stutter? <laughs> no. So, um, Pepper, what do we think about her as an extremist soldier or her role in Iron Man Three? Uh, you know, it's interesting because. It's a massive strengthening of the character. She already has much more power within Stark Industries and what's happening there as a businesswoman. Sure. But she's also always playing second fiddle to everything. So she, I mean, she has an interesting arc where she's trying to get more power within the relationship that they have throughout the film. But also she literally just gets immense power for herself physically but then it's taken right away so it's like the power was never even there except for the save tony for that one instant well he's talking i mean yeah he talks about he's going to remove the extremist from her you and when know, he says you know he does remove it then they show him you know having his own 
shrapnel being removed. His own shrapnel being yeah. removed. Yes, yes. They, he finally goes under the knife to take care of the, the problem with the with the arc reactor in his Which, chest. My you know, my wife did bring up she goes, Well, why didn't if he if that was there and he could have done that all along, why didn't he before? Lazy writing. Right. That's the problem. In the because there's film, nothing there's nothing to be said in that film that says that there is something new or different that he could not have done this whatever time frame you want to put right. three years ago, five years right. ago, whatever. And I'll, I'll have to recheck because I may, I may be completely wrong, but from what I remember in the second film, they mentioned like there's a risky surgery we could do that would remove the shrapnel from your chest. In the second film. I don't remember, I don't remember them, but even if, you know, but you got to, there's still got to be something in the writing that carries it over. If he had said the risky surgery that I, you know, that I found out about a few years ago, I decided to try it. Because it doesn't look like a risk at the end. It's just like, oh, I took care He's of that. He's going under yeah. the knife. Well, it, it'd be like me saying, oh, I blew out my ACL last year. There's a surgery for it, but I just didn't do it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and get it done right now. It's the for... same sort of thing, but that's what makes him him. It, the whole Pepper thing, that whole ending. You want to talk about pandering? That's pandering. Yeah. That was pandering. Because her arc has absolutely nothing to do with that ending. It that's just doesn't. True. And that's true. there's a hint within it, and I'm not sure. I'd have to see it again. But it almost seems like... They're trying to portray her as now she's like a genius or on a genius level or something like that. Maybe it's something I got wrong in it, but it felt like when all when when Killian was there, it was sort of like she also has a creative force behind Stark rather than just the business model. Correct. I, I agree. And with it's not with that. there. Right. Well, yeah, Killian does make the reference There's nothing that she's there a genius, and and but there's no there's never been anything that. There's no indication. Right. In any of the movies, to ever say that she is a genius. She's a brilliant businesswoman. She's good with people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's what he's talking about. But in in some of the the reviews that I had seen or pundits or people talking about it, there was it was brought up more than once that they felt like they were trying to make her into Tony's equal. And it's like, where did that come from? I mean, did she take a well and I think that's why serum or something like that? You know I think that's why they did give her the extremist formula at the end was to try to put her on par with tony tried to make her a superhero right or at least for that you know that moment or that instance so she could see the way you know, see the world through tony's eyes basically so she could understand what but he's then it needed through. to be there even longer i mean it just outside of a cool throwaway line was that that was very violent there's really nothing there there's right. there's no because in today's film when you have the point the bad guy's dead credits there's no point there's no part where they stop and actually talk about it, where she says, I had this for a while. I was fighting a bad guy. I was, I walked out of a, of, of a, a roiling, you know, ball of flame. And this is what you go through all the time. I don't want to do this. I can't do I this at all. I don't want this life. Yeah. I don't right. want this or anything. Right. Like, that would have been great, but you no, can't that, have that, that in the film been, because been... the 13 year old that just saw Killian blow up is like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom. Let me get out of here. Let's fast forward to the end of the credits. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Speaking of the end of the credits, what'd you guys think? I loved it. It's I hilarious. thought it was brilliant. It carries over the con- the it carries over the relationship that they started in Avengers. Yeah, which was one. Is of this the, the best... coming out part you were talking about? Or? This was the coming out <laughs> part I was talking about. You are correct, sir. I am Iron Man and I am gay. See, wow. and there, there were that's so where many... we're going with that, huh? Where would you think we were going? <laughs> that's fine. I walked in. Was it. I being really subtle beforehand? No, you weren't. Not not one little okay. bit. And there, you know, unfortunately, the rumor came out really early about that. About the ending. About a banner Bruce, showing a up. A banner being in the yeah. film. And, you know, which I was kind of hoping at one point that it wasn't. But actually hearing the other rumors that were coming out, I was so glad this is the one they chose. 
Because there was talk is... of there was talk of him showing up, maybe going into space, which would set up Guardians of the Galaxy and all this no, other please. stuff. No, we don't need. And that. it was like, no, let this just be as it was, its own film. You don't need to go any more into it. Right. You know, let those be established later on. As much as you have an all-inclusive universe, you still need to let the characters breathe on their own. Right. Well, it, it doesn't. It totally makes it an all-inclusive universe because you see a character. It's the only character from another film that hadn't been in an Iron Man film beforehand that shows up. Right. I mean, Rhodey's in the other Iron Man films. Pepper's in the other Iron Man films. Pepper's right. obviously in Avengers for a little while, too. But mm-hmm. there is no other character. There's no, there's no Coulson. There's no Black Widow. There's no one in this mm-hmm. film, in Iron Man 3, that connects that it to any other to film. The other ones. So you right. show Bruce Banner just to kind of remind the audience, yep. by the way. It just it's yeah, yeah this is, it keeps this it is all inclusive, but lets the character breathe see, on its own. You see stuff in the flashback of him going back to New York. Sure, right. sure. Well, yeah. Well, it's so, it's so brief that you don't even... You know, that's B footage for them. But... This marks the first time that we've seen the same person playing Bruce Banner twice. Well, yeah, that's because Mark Ruffalo killed it in Avengers. Yes. Killed it. I mean, when I first saw that movie, he stole the show for me. He was brilliant in it. I, I, I was I literally sitting there watching it going, I really wish we could go back to the Hulk movies and put him into it. Well, maybe we will. Maybe we'll get that. The problem with that is you enjoy Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Correct. When you make a Hulk film, you're not going to make a Bruce Banner film. No. That's correct. That's why I think there's some trepidation and hesitation of doing it. It's just he is a great side character. When you side character as a Hulk and he's great as a scientist, when you make the entire film that, you're going to get one or the other. You're either going to get someone say there's not enough Hulk or Or you're going to someone say there's not enough enough Bruce Banner. And it's just it's a tricky thing to go down and really say, is it worth the time and energy to do it rather than just have him show up? It's a tightrope. Yeah. And, and make sure that there's a scientific problem in Avengers two that he helps to solve and that he gets to punch the living crap out of something. Yep. Right. Well, which is why he worked so well in Avengers. Exactly. He was kind of in the middle the ground of time. Thing. But see, exactly. a lot of people could say the same thing with Iron Man list? three. Yes, he was. He was uh, right. Smack Bruce Banner, in the middle. Yeah. Um, you could say the same thing with this. A lot of people are saying the same thing with this is that, there was way too much Tony Stark and not enough Iron Man compared to the other films. Which well, is I think true. it's a choice that you make because Avengers is so big mm-hmm. and there's so much going on and it's earth shattering and cosmic and huge. If this was Killian is dr- drilling to the center of the earth and he's going to blow up the planet. You're like, Oh God, really? Again, I thought that was the best choice that they could have made was to, to dial it down, bring get it, Tony bring out it of the stew. Yeah, give it to thing. The problem with that, and I think, I think one of the criticisms that I see is early in the film when you see Man's Chinese Theater blow up, you know what happened. You know it's the body of the extremist soldier. Correct. Right. So while you're watching Tony do his detective work, the audience already knows what the answer is. Mm-hmm. So while you're watching it, while you can detach yourself to a point and appreciate it i think the majority of the audience is watching it going i already know this what the hell am i watching this for why can't tony figure this out i already figured it out because i saw it you know it's hard for an audience to take the time when you're in the well when take the time when you're in a film to realize that as an omniscient viewer you don't have you have access to more than the characters do so while tony has no idea that the extremist body blows up the audience does. So while you're watching Tony try and put it together, you're sitting there thinking, he's an idiot. How long come on, figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Where did the source come so from? So I thought, again, the choice of shots. If you would have 
shot the 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 character in the Manchinese theater of the guy gets the briefcase and he opens it and you go to a long shot and everything blows up. There you go. The idea that he was handed the bomb by Killian a bomb. That he was handed a bomb by Killian's uh secondhand man, his right. bodyguard, whatever that that character is. Mm-hmm. You still get the reveal as Happy's, you know, on the ground and he's pointing because Happy knows what happened. Happy knows right. where he happened. knows he that he, happen, he, he knows he opened the briefcase and nothing happened and he started glowing. Yep. You still have the reveal of Killian's right hand man walking out of a major explosion, destruction, all but harm, unharmed. Mm-hmm. You have everything that you were giving the audience, and you also are saying there's a mystery here. What you exactly happened? The source. You, you, exactly. Yeah, you keep that. the source disguised. And so by not making that, I think that's where some of the criticism that I'm hearing from people that I know is there's too much Tony, there's too much Tony. Because you're not engaged in that in that quest. Right. Right. You're you know, you, you might be engaged in him trying to repower the suit so that he can get Jarvis back online, but you're not engaged with him running into, you know, a, a TV truck now, and see, trying to figure have... it out because right. you're like, I already know this. I already mm-hmm. know this. If it, it's like figuring out fairly early in Avengers that Loki has to go to Stark Tower. So while they're trying to figure it out, it's just still like, hello, it, it, yeah. you just said he needed a gigantic energy the, source. Yep. It's mm-hmm. right there. Why a can't you put two and two in together? the middle of the city? Yep. Well, and the other side of that is with the, the extremist soldiers, every time you saw them, you know, every second, whatever little thing happened, you'd see them start glowing. They, if they would have toned that down as well, then it would have helped to, to hide the mystique of what was really going on. Well, I think the glowing that you use the soldiers and 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 his uh, sidekick villain, whatever, I'm trying to think. henchman. Thank you. Um, if you use that as the extremist is working of rebuilding limbs, of mm-hmm. being you know you're mangled in an explosion when you're fighting Tony and Tony punches you in the face and you're just like yeah whatever right you know then that's fine. Glowing doesn't necessarily mean that something's blowing up. Right. You know, they're using it as a heat source to melt his armor or, you know, sing yeah, him. Or the, or, no, the knob yeah, in the Air Force stuff on One. Yeah. yeah, so that's, to me, the glowing part's fine. It's just when you revealed right at the beginning what the, they're, they're human the bombs. bombs. Yeah. Human bombs left and right. And it's not their fault. Yeah, I, when you come to think of it, when you see the, the whole AIM research going on and they're, they're showing you the footage and... Um, they actually show the misfire of you know of the, the one that, guy's overloading the security footage. That would have been a great footage. place for the audience to figure out. Finally, see right. a human exploding and go. Yeah, oh when my you figure God. it, you figure it out along with Tony, and yep. you're more engaged in the film. Very true. Boy, definitely, that sounds like I didn't like this film. <laughs> you come into it saying, "I really liked it. It's good. It's but great." That's but that's classic. Yeah, that's classic cynical nerd thing. It's like I liked it, but, <laughs> but here's a list of three thousand two hundred and seventy things things that are wrong with it, and that I would have done better. But did any movie really have a Marvel movie really have a chance to be up to everybody's expectation after Avengers? Thor. After Avengers? After Avengers. So whatever movie followed, Iron Man 3 in this case, mm-hmm. did it really have a chance to live up to that? that yes. Know, that, that if it was written well and it was shot well and it was it's, it's interesting, interesting and engaging. and Yeah. And, and it is at some level, but it isn't to the same level. And it could have been. And again, making it a smaller film, I think, engages an audience in a different better. way. It engages you on a more human Not level. Not better. It's just a, a different film. If you try to do Avengers again in Iron Man 3, Right. You're, save Avengers for Avengers 2. Yes. Don't exactly. try to do Avengers in Don't Iron Man 4. That's Cap. Mm-hmm. That's why Thor will probably, from all, from all indications, takes place more on Asgard. 
Right. Because and, and we're doing something different. We've already seen, hey, spoiler for everybody if you haven't seen it, but we've already seen Natalie Portman on Asgard. Yes. She gets taken to Asgard. So, I mean, yeah, there's the that one looks like it's very laden on the Asgardian well, plan. From the trailer, you know, we, we can make all the assumptions we want, but, you know, it does look like whatever's happening on Asgard is also to try to prevent what's going on on Earth. Well, yeah. Well, but as it's long all, as it's but happening it seems there. To be yeah. happening on Asgard. That, I think, uh, well, Asgard. now we're just talking hi- hypotheticals, but it's probably going to be planting the first seeds of Thanos. Sure. To give us our push towards Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, which I think Guardians of the Galaxy would be their best vehicle to say, here comes the real big bad for Avengers 2, which is Thanos. Well, well I think he'll put it at the end again. I don't think he'll be the main villain because it's the no, same no, no. thing. You're going to burn it out. He's not, no, no. He's not going to be the main villain, but it's just going to be – I think there's going to be this overlying darkness that's coming that's probably the, the, the cause. So it's a never-ending story. Yes, exactly. But no, there's this <laughs> there's this you know this overwhelming darkness that's coming that they don't know what's looming behind them, but it's probably – the cause and reason behind what's happening in Guardians. Well, well and Guardians we end it with Thanos coming through, and then it's let's hit Avengers two with oh dear God, what what's you know wiped out Guardians or whatever. See, I, I think that Thor two is for the most part it's going to be kind of like Iron Man three was, where it's going to be almost a standalone movie. I think Cap is going to be like that, but I do think that Guardians, whatever happens in Guardians, is going to be the setup for Avengers two. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes the most sense. If you, I mean, that's your intergalactic space, and that's how you're going to have to have Thanos come in is intergalactic it, space. It's the end of Cap. The end of Cap has nothing to do with the film of Cap. The end of Cap has to do with the Avengers. It right. wakes up in you know in a shield facility. So you're like, okay, Cap's joining the Avengers. Well, matter of fact, right. you see, you know, the last thing you see in Cap is him punching the the bags, and and uh, Nick Fury walking in. Because Cap's, Cap's the final film for Avengers. Right? Cap was the final film yeah. for yeah. Avengers. So Guardians time. will probably be either the, the last scene or the credit scene will be Thanos. The setup for Thanos. Yeah, either whether, he's, whether he learns that the Infinity Gems are on Earth and that's what he's coming to take. Right. Which I think probably makes the most sense rather than already giving it to him because it's going to be hard to explain to an audience that, well... Well, he just came he, with he's the He's all completely powerful. Everything. Then what, well, what are you fighting him with? The question is going to be is the gauntlet shows up in the original Thor. You see it very plainly. You see the gauntlet in the not trophy room, but in the that in the vault. The vault. Oh. Thank you. The vault. The yeah, Odin's vault. Odin's vault. Yeah, Odin's you see the gauntlet thing. in there. So it it would make sense that with lots of rum or <laughs> mead or something. Yeah, it, it makes sense that you know somehow the the gauntlet you know or the at least the gems end up on Earth. You know, they can either write something in saying, oh, yeah, the gauntlet was gone. But, you know, they don't even have well, to. Well, hell, can, in the can... second Thor, it can be swiped from the vault in the middle of the film. That, while they're that can be the, the fast. The, the fast. The easy? No, the, the, the final scene. I don't, fast came out of nowhere. Apparently, yeah. I have So the fast have, scene. Yeah, I have, can't wait to see that movie. A bunch of cars <laughs> driving around crashing each other. Hey, come uh, on, there's an airplane and a tank. Uh, anyways, Do they crash too? Yeah, they've got they crash with a they've car. They've got it. They've got it. Four minis pulls down a C seventeen. <laughs> right. Really? Everything in Avengers is more realistic than that scene. You have uh, a guy flying around in a, awesome. in a in a powered suit and a dude with a hammer from a mystical realm somewhere in another universe. But four minis bring down a C one thirty. So screw that. Would you? I mean, I honestly, I don't think you really need to say anything in Thor two. Other than just go to the vault, you show the vault and you see it's the gone. gauntlet it's missing. It's just missing. Yep, there's just a there's an empty space there. Yeah. <clears throat> what what the hell happened while we were away dealing with blah 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 blah? 
Oh dear God, the gauntlet. Or gone. or the end of it is you show Loki taking the gauntlet. Nah, it's a little too easy. That's a little too easy. I mean, if Thanos is going to be coming in and Thanos is coming in with the gauntlet, let's make it about Thanos. Let's not make it about Loki again. Or you could have, what if you had somebody else come in and take it that you ends well, up showing up with Thanos? I mean, let's, let's talk about the, what were the, uh, the, oh, damn it. What were the aliens in, uh, the Chitauri. The Chitauri. The Chitauri. <clears throat> so what it's about actually the, the Annihil- Annihilation Wave, but whatever. Yeah. But what about, I mean, what about, like, some Chitari? There was the lone Chitari still talking the thing, to Thanos. I mean, well, if, you, you if have that have, priest that, you know. If the, the final the, scene is just the empty part of the vault, the problem is, is it goes by so fast that unless you're pausing the Blu-ray and going, okay, wait, wait, it's a, nobody knows what it is. Right. So you have to, I mean, you can There's just have a shot a of the gauntlet as I'm making hand gestures so that our audience can see them through right. the podcast. If you He's have a shot of the gauntlet up. and you just see something pick it up pick it up and take it yeah and maybe it has one gem on it you, you know it has if it has the power gem, the then it's really good hand come in and grab it and here yeah whoever's directing it you're welcome yeah you can have like a wide shot that's craning down slowly of the entire vault room and it's dark and it's quiet and it's locked it? up and then it sparkles in the corner and then you do a just like a looking up shot and there's little or you glowing just, light if you do it. the if you do you and know swipes uh, and do, do the same if you pan, do a swipe you do. down the down the hallway and then you see the destroyer destroyed right. just absolutely right. wrecked just, and then yeah. as you pull up and you go up the the column and then the the, the gauntlets at the top and you see thanos's hand come in and pull just come it. in and take it that's yeah that's and literally you could, you all could you literally need. hear him in the background like <sighs> like you could yeah it's easy that's an easy one and you'd you hear see him walk and out the you know then you, you can you would hear you everybody back, in the audience go <gasps> as you oh pull back you can see him walking out of the yeah out of the thudding crunches of his feet as he walks up What's Kevin Feige's phone number? I know, right? I know. We, we need Cause to seriously, because that if that shot's in it, I'm suing him right now. Suing the hell out well, of see, him. See now, just because you said the words uh, "sue him," it won't be, and they'll go with something far, Much far easier. less. Much easier. Nowhere near as cool. Because let's face it, what I just came up with is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> okay, so I'd be remiss to not bring this up since tonight the uh, Agents of Shield first teaser trailer showed on the end of or during Once Upon a Time. Yes. I We've all seen the trailer? Yeah. Who hasn't? Right. Well, by this point tomorrow. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, with it being on the internet now, everybody can jazz. see it. Um, so, uh, Luke Cage? Seeing Luke it Cage jump sure out of the building? Sure looks like Luke Cage to me. Sure looks like a Luke Cage to me, and I... Gold darn it, I need some Luke Cage. And it looks I've like we're going to have... Luke Cage for a while, give me some Luke Cage. Looks like we're going to have the shield flying car. The convertible. Yeah, it looks like we'll have the flying car. Um, big question is Coulson's back. Obviously, if you watch it, you've seen That's it. That's annoying. It seems to go against, and you know, I know that Joss Whedon. We Do talk, I we trust kinda, Joss we talk, Whedon? I trust Joss Whedon. We kind of talked about that already, but it kind of seems like it does go against everything that Joss Whedon has ever Tends said. Tends to do. Yeah. You know, it's like all of a sudden if they did Serenity 2 that took place right after Serenity, and guess Wash what? Is alive. Wash is back. No, no. Yeah. He, he took a massive piece of metal through his chest. He's not coming back. Right. Um, I mean, what we still don't... Well, here's the other thing, is the last time we talked about it, I was still sitting there thinking like, well, maybe it's maybe maybe it's in between the movies somewhere. It's not chronological where the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show is. So maybe it's before Coulson dies. It's right. before his whole And there was a lot of speculation act. about that. And then they came but, back out and said, no, but it's after. At the end, yeah, and at the end of the trailer, there's like a giant hashtag that says Coulson's back. So right. 
So it's Coulson's alive. Uh, what they do with that, I don't know. It, does it annoy the hell out of me to start with? Yes. Do I trust Joss to do right by it? Yes. So we'll have to see where it goes. But that that does suck You'll that they're never taking. Never watch Avengers the same way again. That's the thing is now you're taking away one of the most poignant moments in the Avengers. The push sure. that gets the Avengers to become the true Avengers. Just kidding, guys. Faking it. I'm okay. See, and if they do it with it's just, oh, we were faking it to get them motivated or whatever. I think that's going to ruin the moment more Which than is, it would if they used as he was a robot or he was anything a clone used, or something. Because at some point, and the problem also is... You're you're not gonna have Chris Hemsworth or Robert Downey Jr. or Mark Ruffalo or Chris pop Evans into pop Agents in to sit there well, and have the reaction because it, it's it's going back to Thor two. At some point, you figure that Jane Foster watched the news and saw Thor beating up a giant caterpillar space creature, right? And maybe sitting there like, you know, he told me he couldn't come back, and now he's here. <laughs> now he's sitting here in the, the middle hell? of New York City, and I'm, I'm sure they'll address that. But at the same time. Didn't you walk away from Avengers at one point with one of your viewings going, wouldn't, what would she say? What would she do? It's the same thing here. Are Wait, you so really... you went and had Swarma, but you couldn't come see me instead of that? You, you had to sit down with your I pals? Was, he was trying to keep her safe, guys. There's some. There, there's a point where if Coulson is a lie, if it's the same Coulson. Right. Then Not a clone or whatever yeah. else. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Attack of the Clones. Agents of Shield. No, no, no. <laughs> Spider-Man Clone Saga. Oh, Agent of Shield style. Lord. I know. That's what I was afraid Peter of. Parker, you've been There's... following. The Peter Parker that you... Or the, the, the Agent Coulson that you've watched since Iron Man is not the real Agent Coulson. There's another. He was cloned. And another. Yeah. He and just another. thought and he And a would. female. But at he... some point in the show while you're watching it, at least for me as a fan, I would be sitting there telling, asking myself, where, where's Tony? Why does... Wouldn't Tony just show up on the helicarrier and go, what the, what the fornicate, dude? Seriously, you were dead, and I strapped a nuclear missile to my back yep. and Went attempted to go hole. into another dimension. I, I committed suicide, basically. Yeah, thank, thank you, to big green the, dude, yeah. for saving me, but right. I did that because of you. Yeah. Well, Cap you, went into this because of you. Cap, I don't have as many superpowers as everybody else. One of these laser blasts hits me in the chest. I'm dead. I did it because of you. And I'm your biggest your fan, life. Cap, but I just lied to you. Now, I mean, if we go by the film... Without knowing what's going on with the TV show, it seems as though he dies. Right, and then it is Nick Fury who does the whole like we found his cards on his body and. So you're plays saying that you game. think that maybe Coulson had nothing to do with it? It, it I mean, this could all be a, a Nick Fury ploy. And it's, well, that was I, the, that's one of the rumors is that yeah. it's it's Fury cooked it up. Yeah, this totally and there is. I mean, there's Fury. there's uh, in talking about very early talking about Captain America too. Part of the whole point of the film is that captain america has a problem you know he doesn't have anywhere else to go to work except shield but he has a problem with the way the way shield and specifically nick fury runs things so, so that, that could be part of it as well you know, yeah. so us, would I that work you. Well, as a fan would that work for you then if it was addressed? i hate that idea I, I i don't mind nick fury being a little manipulative but straight out lying to everybody like that in, in Fury is always manipulative. Manipulative is different than a straight up. But he's manipulative to the point where, yes, the cards were not on Coulson's body. Right. That's manipulation. But Coulson being alive. Oh, the med team's down here. Oh, we just called it. He's dead. Hey, all right, get up, buddy. All right, see you later. Yeah. Go sit. Go sit. While the go world is ending, yeah. 
while there's jets taking off with nuclear missiles that I tried to blow up with a rocket launcher, I didn't have my most trusted agent run out onto the tarmac as well and try right. to shoot down try the other do plane. Well. Yeah. Or even come just, up and say, you know, hey, guys, I'm okay after the world was saved. Yeah, I It's mean, what I said the first time. It's it's not – I don't think it's Josh Whedon's to call at all. I think it's an executive saying, it's a marvel, oh, my God. It's a marvel thing. We're going to spend $200 million making one season. You need somebody that they're going to recognize. And – I hate it. I, I, I hate it. I hate the choice. And when it doesn't survive the first season, maybe I won't be as, as upset as you think. Okay. So what do you think about him, Joss bringing back the dollhouse writers as the writers for the show? Because well, a lot is... of people, I, now I'm not one of them because I did actually, I really enjoyed dollhouse. I was sad when it ended. Yeah, it was kind of, but man, a yeah. lot of people did not get dollhouse. They didn't like it. And they were glad when it went off the air. Well, Joss is famous for bringing in his people. Sure, he loves working oh, he with works his people. With the same he has people his no groups. Of, yep. So he has he has his folks he likes going to, and that's awesome. That's great, and it usually nine times out of ten proves to be damn good stuff. Yeah, Michael Bay goes with the same people every time too. So, <laughs> but Michael Bay is not Joss Whedon. But just just the idea of going to the same people doesn't mean that it's a doesn't good thing. mean it's a good thing. But you know there is something of going outside of the box. Me you know? being hey, a, I don't know a, how to write a, Shield, but I'm Joss's rest, best friend, so I'm gonna give right. a crack at it. Well, Coulson be- comes back to life. <laughs> this is awesome. Yes, Coulson faked his death. I'm on a roll. Thanks, Joss. I I never watched Dollhouse, so I can never say one way or the other. So right, I you know I wasn't the biggest fan of Dollhouse, but I stuck with it. Um, a lot of people think that Dollhouse was misunderstood. Very much And that's so. why it didn't do as well as it did. Or people, maybe it was just bad. Well, a lot of people liked the Evologues better than they liked the show. And right. the Evologues really didn't... I mean, they didn't really air those until, you know, the very end. Mm-hmm. And... Hence being an epilogue. Well, well, but they had one for each season. And the season one did the... I don't think the season one ever aired... I don't think so. During the seat until later. right. Yeah. Wasn't it just the add-on to the DVD or something like that? Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was an yeah. add-on to the DVD. But yeah. then when the show, I didn't watch the show. How do I know more about than you do? That's amazing. <laughs> well, but Good they, they ended well, I have up the showing bag. it. I, show, I bring it to my comic shop every week. After they announced that it was ending, they did. I'm go green, back. dude. I bring the same <laughs> bag. It's got duct tape on it and everything. They did go back and show both of them back to back, and but most people liked that the epilogue better than the show and the the epilogue took place what 10 years after the show or after the dollhouse had been discovered yeah without knowing you know the specific ins and outs of exactly what's happening with this show how how much of a hand joss has in it right or whether he's hands off and is just in it in name whether Marvel and Marvel Studios and Kevin, well, Faye as far as we know, he have didn't he huge co-write. He, co- he directed the pilot. And he co-wrote it, right? From what I understand, yeah, he's, I believe, he's I believe he's listed as the, the co-writer. Yeah. He yeah. he directed the pilot and he co-wrote. He he did co-write, co-write it, um, along with Jed so the Whedon. first episode is him. Yes, it's basically. Well, he probably wrote the. the I mean, he wrote the series Bible too. I I would imagine. It's, yeah. it's, it's basically or at least oversaw it. Yeah. You know? John Favreau directed the first episode of mm-hmm. Revolution. He's an executive producer on it. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's helped mold the show. You know, so, so it's, it's basically now he sits at home and just gets checks every week. But it's definitely a Marvel, like it's it's the it's a Marvel house party, right? Mm-hmm. John Favreau's doing it. Joss Whedon's doing it. Jed Whedon is helping out. So, so we've expressed all of our concerns, right? 
there is one little shiny moment in this in the trailer that I think I really like. I know I really like. Is it Luke Cage? No. Well, that. But they're working outside. Who's the man lover? Luke Cage. Dude, are, are you Brian Michael Bendis? Because that's the no, only other person I've I ever like, met. I like, I like the character a lot, and he's never been used in any well, of their stuff. Knowing that what, they, what Marvel had mentioned at the panels in Comic-Con last year is that they want to do other shows based on superheroes. One Can you them, say Heroes for Hire? One of them was Heroes for Hire. They want to do a Hawk show. They want to do... Um, I, don't, I don't need a Hawk show. A Cloak and Dagger show. This that would could be, be fun. This would be a good place to start to get people identifying yeah, give these me, characters. Give me, get, the, and they just... And we just... We, we know we had the uh, story, what, last week or two weeks ago about uh, Daredevil being pulled back into the fold of Marvel. Right. Dude, give me my Daredevil Heroes for Hire. G- give me some episodes with Daredevil... And Luke Cage and Iron Fist all, and since, all rolling together. And Give since the agents of Shield seem to be working outside of Shield, they're more you know handling the the I guess smaller or the more supernatural cases than what Shield would want to do. Yeah, it's the this unexplained. Be, the, right. the way they explained it in the in the trailer is we handle the unexplained events that Shield picks up and exactly. falls through the cracks. So they're apparently the X Files. Right. X Files, Supernatural, X-Files, and, yeah. and Alpha. But in terms of other heroes showing up, they've already said that they don't want to be the show that's a, the Hero of the Week show. Yeah, so they you don't, don't want, want like Luke Cage in Episode One, and then Iron Fist in Episode Two, and then Elektra Three. Yeah, and, oh, there's Stiltman, and yeah. yeah. So I think if they're going to bring anybody in, like if they do something with Luke Cage, that you would do it as a multi-episode arc. That he's it's there. Gotta be. Yeah, he's got to be. You would hope because yeah. I just he'll stick around for a long. Role. Yeah, and and I think. And you can bring in the Ms. problem Jones with it well. though, and I've said this a thousand times, is if you're gonna bring in those superheroes, if you're telling the audience that you're doing an Avengers show and there's a superhero in it, you're gonna want something on the same level as, as the films you've seen before, and you're not gonna get it. It has to yeah. be smaller and well, you just I, don't have the me, budget. You can't put that amount of budget into an ongoing. Series. I've said that I, I don't I don't think this series will be successful, and not because it's not going to. I be hope good. you're wrong. Uh, not because it's not going to really be good. This is it. It has nothing to do with quality. It has to do with an audience expectation, a budget, and what you're giving them. And it, if an audience goes in saying, "I want a Marvel film every week in 48 minutes," right? There's not enough budget for that. You can't. You look at off. look at. It, talking about this at, at work the other day walking dead season two in the middle of walking dead season two fans pundits media whatever wow you can really tell that amc cut this budget right because it's that's 48 rough. minutes mm-hmm. of shane rough. and rick looking at each other going we should leave the farm no we should stay no we should leave no we should stay well, everyone wants to leave no everyone wants to stay where the hell is carl i have no idea we should stay on the farm no we should leave this thought and it was just the same thing. And it was a choice made because there isn't enough money to do what they did in season three and not enough money to do what they did in season one. If you are putting that show on and it's going to be 48 minutes of talking heads, that show isn't going to last for half of its season order. Well, so what if, the thing, doing- if it's if it, if you put it on TV and you're doing like a superhero procedural or it's some kind of like, you know, crime show that they're doing that kind of thing with. Which mystery seems like crime show, be. then you know the problem is is you have the general viewing audience thinking avengers right. they're not they're not thinking captain america or thor or iron man they're thinking avengers right 
So well, even you, those films are big. That's what. I, but this is what I'm saying. I mean, the pinnacle of it, it was the juggernaut that was the Avengers last year. And so that being the case, the, the movie that broke all box offices that, that had like the film industry going, whoa, like no, everybody expected it to do big numbers. They never expected it to do the numbers that it did. I mean, right. it blew everything oh, sure. out of the water and nobody expected that. So when you, have, when you have that gigantic, uh, a pinnacle to try to reach and you're having a TV show, and we uh, we still don't know exactly what's going on with it, but it looks like kind of like a Heroes TV, TV show. Smallville, Smallville, Arrow. It's going to have some superpower stuff going on. It's going to have some crime stuff going on. It's going to have some solving mysteries or case files, that kind of thing. With that kind of situation, and you put the stamp of Marvel and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., people, just like Chris is saying, people are going to be going to it saying, all right, I'm expecting big things. Right. And they might be shooting themselves in the foot. Well, I think it's going to be very tough to pull out. You look at stuff that starts off really big. You look at something like Terra Nova. And basically they said, if Terra Nova is not the most watched show in the history of television over the last decade, it's going to fail. And it'll mm -hmm. fail. What are your number one shows? Sports and reality. You're not, I would almost guarantee you, if you went back and looked at the 2012 ratings for the biggest shows of the year, you're going to see the Super Bowl, you're going to see NFC, AFC Championship Games, you're going to see American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, other crap shows like that, The Voice, whatever, because they're cheap. Well, not Walking enough Dead people, moved up there now. but Walking Dead is a big show still, on basic Walking Dead cable. is still a cheap, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's cheaper to make than something like Terra Nova or, you know. The, the place it where is, you find but it's still to do a show as big as it seems that people want shield to be HBO it's it's not even that it's got to be massively expensive and you have to find a way to pay for it if you are yeah. asking advertisers to pay super bowl type money for your first half of your season it is not going to survive well look at look at game of thrones game of thrones has massive budget yes it does it has massive budget well, but it's but see, also if you look existing at, on HBO but if you look at it though with game of thrones Besides the wall and some of the dragon, you know, CGI and things like that, a lot of the stuff that happens in each episode is on a very small scale. They're walking through woods. They're, they're, you know, in like a castle type environment that's just basically a set. You know, there there are smaller things. But remember, Smallville did last ten seasons. Smallville was on a budget of CW. We are talking ABC Disney here. That has a has a lot more money to throw at a show like this. It's yeah, not the money, money going in; it's the in. money coming back. If they throw in a hundred million dollars to show, to shoot twenty two episodes, yeah, you're it's not going to be able to do that. You did Smallville suits. on a small budget because right. you got back a small budget. You're doing Arrow on a smaller budget because you get back a smaller you get budget. A return on it. This isn't the CW. This isn't TNT. It's freaking abc right it is a major network they are going to want profitable returns on it and they're going to want numbers you're going to have to see something more along the lines of lost where it was huge at the beginning but it set itself up as the big stuff that you saw on the pilot got dumped right away but it was replaced by something so interesting in the way they told the story mm -hmm. and the characters that you're following so dynamic and so interesting to judge a, a, a book it. by its cover looking at that picture of who's in, on shield pfft, i don't care those well, people the, look so generic and so plastic. And that's why and you had Brian Coulson, because you do have a generic cast that, you know. But yet, you're going to have to, you ha are going to have to wow your audience really fast. You're going to have to make them either be overwhelmed by how awesome your show is or 
really interested in who your characters are. You're talking about Game of Thrones. No one walked into Game of Thrones saying, I just saw a big screen movie of Game of Thrones, Correct. and this better be the same. No, that's very true. They walked into it, and they established themselves as, what is big of this is the acting, the writing, the the uh, intrigue. It, it's yeah. it's the sets look great, but that's not that expensive, right? No, and a when lot you're of the sets moving are sets, sets, yeah, when well, you're moving sets all like crazy. Video in, in Great Britain and the British, and Island, you're also doing yeah, what, what's Iceland? What's a season? Six episodes, at, ten ten to thirteen uh, episodes, yeah, at, a, at an hour to an hour and a half. So you're shooting right. fifteen hours, right? Okay, yeah. you're talking twenty two hours almost right. in, in this. So it's I and guess what it's were they comparable. at three hundred or five hundred million or something like that that they got for like season three? I forget what it, exactly I, what it was. Something, yeah, but it was it was big numbers. There are ancillary profits. I mean, Shield's going to be released on DVD, so on and so forth. But what I'm You'll saying have a toy is line. this. Th- God, I hope not. With the way the toys have been looking lately, it's just not even worth the time and energy. With something like this, damn it, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> and that, folks, is damn now. toys. Uh, even with ancillary profits, we've seen stuff like this before that would have ancillary streams of revenue that have not survived Mm -hmm. you've seen big concept big crazy big budget stuff and it still comes down to how much can we charge mercedes-benz to throw a 30 second commercial in the first half of this show well that may be one of the things to do if you see things like that are on the sci-fi station and everything like that and sci-fi channel is you see like warehouse 13 in these where they actually are promoting the products within the show but that's a pittance for a show that has a smaller budget that's because you can't get it you're having mercedes-benz provide you your cars pay to use your cars or audi or acura or whoever is is the, the mm-hmm. official marvel one that amount of money is not going to offset what you're losing right. if you only have one advertiser show up and say, I'm going to pay your rates for a 30-second commercial. Sure. If they're giving out, you know, if the second half is, you know, Bob's Big Discount Sofa Store, because that's the only guy left who's willing to say, eh, I'll throw a commercial on there. It, it just, I don't know. I'm being pessimistic, I know, and no one wants to hear it, but I, I really... Stop it. Well, we, I mean, we can keep You're going. annoying the hell out of all of us. We yes. can keep going round and round and round all summer long, and I'm sure that, you know, after Comic-Con, we'll definitely learn a lot more about the show, and when it does premiere this this fall, with it, you know, a part of ABC's fall lineup, we're going to definitely get to see whether it's going to be worthwhile or not. How much of the cash shows up on Splash next year? It's cross-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and zero. With that, Clark Gregg zero. is on Splash. Ooh, Clark Gregg has broken his spine. <laughs> Water is wow. hard. Oh, God. And I Please think that no. just about does it for us. So, I hope uh, so. We're going to end on Splash. We are going to end on that. Dude, Wipeout's quality television. All right, so we have the cast Splash is Splash is Louis Anderson. ABC brings back Battle of the Network Stars. Oh, there you go. You'll never do that again. I, a throwback. I saw Battle of the Network Stars That's live at, Pepper, at, at Pepperdine. Wow. As a kid. Wow. Pepperdine. Pepperdine University, yep. Because uh, Mr. T was awesome and he was there. And I told him, I was like, I want to go see this. Anyways, going way back to played flag football. It was <laughs> well, great. I think that just about <laughs> does it for us. Remember, for all the coolest fan pictures, trivias, and contests that you can find on the internet, go to facebook.com backslash nerdables. You can also follow us on Twitter at Nerdables Show. And for the latest news and reviews, go to nerdables.com. For Chris and Travis, I'm Rich Rain, reminding you, just because you put a metal bucket on your head doesn't make you a superhero.